Hello and welcome to Who Brought the Popcorn. I'm Georgia. I'm Josh. And I'm Connor. This week I brought the popcorn with the movie Airplane. When the passengers and crew of a jet are incapacitated due to food poisoning, a rogue pilot with a drinking problem must cooperate with his ex-girlfriend turned stewardess to bring the plane to a safe landing. As the movie's tagline states, thank God it's only a motion picture. So what are your first thoughts on Airplane? I think that Airplane was a wacky good time. Look, if you're after a serious movie documenting a miraculous plane landing or something, then I reckon you should go watch Sully with Tom Hanks instead. But if you're into slapstick stuff, similar to Monty Python, and want to see something that resembles a very long-winded Saturday Night Live sketch, then Airplane is the movie for you. Excellent way to sell it. Connor, what did you think of the movie? Who's looking up that poster going, hmm, yes, a serious film. (laughs) (laughs) A movie tied in a knot. Oh, the plane tied in a knot, sorry. I thought it was fine. Just fine? Cool. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it kind of baffles me. I I feel like it's a bit of a controversial opinion of mine. Because I just thought it was fine. Like, it had some really funny jokes in it, but, you know, it was alright. If you haven't seen Airplane, you should really go watch it before you listen to this podcast. Otherwise, this is your gentle reminder that we will be talking about the film in detail, so please be prepared for spoilers. So, this is a parody film uh, making fun of the abundance of disaster movies that were released in the 70s. So, Connor, you said it was just fine. You know, it wasn't great, wasn't well, terrible. It's parodying- yeah, it's parroting in particular a 1957 film. It is, yeah. Zero. You're stealing my notes before I can get a chance to say this. <laughs> so it's, um, it was a 1957 TV movie called Zero Hour, with an exclamation mark at the end. Um, and the three directors of Airplane did buy the rights to it, um, and they essentially almost directly remade it in the form of Airplane. Mm, smart, because that could have led to copyright issues, because I hear the script was almost, like, identical to Zero Hour, but it was it way is, funny. yeah. The star of Zero Hour, his name is even Ted Stryker, just like in Airplane, huh. except wow. in Zero Hour it's Stryker with a Y, and in Airplane it's Stryker with an I. So they didn't do very much to disguise that it was a remake. <laughs> wow. Um, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, I... So you you thought it was just fine. Like I, it's weird because this this movie feels like it really should be up my alley for me. I'm a big fan of literal jokes, visual gags, and that type of humor. And don't get me wrong, this film does have some really funny moments. Like I, I've taken notes of all like the jokes I found really funny, <laughs> and like my favorite one being the drinking problem. Oh, that yeah. was so good. <laughs> that, just, that made me laugh. So mm. That was how that he was misses his mouth every time. Just pours yeah. it in his eye. Yeah, he has a drinking problem. <laughs> well, that's it. Oh, yeah. He's got a problem. But then, like, I feel like, and this is not to the movie's fault. It's just the timing. Like, just how the uh, how it was at the time and how it is now. Like, some of the jokes just uh, are a bit 
A bit much. Do you have any, like, instead of, specific... instead of, like, laughing, I was like, ooh. It's a I very politically incorrect film. There are a lot of, yeah. you know, there's, like, a, I think a Japanese war veteran who commits harakiri, a Middle Eastern man think, who yeah, blows himself first... up. Um, yeah. The first suicide yeah. was the one where I was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's jokes about yeah, it was uh, a bit. It was a bit hard to watch some of those jokes because of how politically incorrect it is, but I guess, you know, it's all satirical and everything and they don't mean anything by it, so... Yeah, like, they're not, like... And, yeah, it's like... I wasn't like, oh, you can't do that. I was like, oh, ooh, that's a bit... All right. Well, they do, <laughs> but a lot of the disaster films made around this time, which is what this movie's making fun of, had characters like that. So they would be... They would just play into stereotypes as much as they could. And so this movie, mm, although it is yeah. a little bit insensitive, I almost have to kind of forgive it for the jokes because they're doing it on like, purpose. Like, the joke I do forgive them for is because they're making... Like, they're really pushing it. was, like, the jive. Oh, the jive yeah. speak? Yeah. It like, was... That no, yeah, It was that actually was, written was good. by those two actors. They wrote the jive speak um, and then <laughs> talked through it. And then it was actually used in... Um, it was an American um, organisation... They were putting out requests for people to come and help them translate. I think it's called Ebonics, which is essentially drive speak. Um, and people, like the ad that was circulating, used that section of the film um, to explain huh. what they meant. So, so it did get used. But they, yeah, they wrote mm. that dialogue themselves. Um, it wasn't two white actors sitting huddled around a desk trying yeah, to like, to play into it. No, I, I I did like that joke because that was very much like making fun of the stereotypes that you mm. can see in those movies. I'm yeah. like, that's a good joke mm. and stuff. Like, yeah, I think that's a good differentiation to make, actually. They're not making fun of the groups of people. They're making fun of people who stereotype those people. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And how when they're yeah. played in, in films, they're very one-dimensional characters that just play into those stereotypes. Hmm, yeah, exactly. And in, like, disaster movies, they tend to just die. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> they'll be they'll be comic relief or the first one to die. Uh, they also had some jokes about pedophilia, which yeah. I know yeah. makes some people very uncomfortable. Um, that I, oh, I was that's... uncomfortable watching that part, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That was so out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> it is very kind of confronting, I think. And they do it a lot. You know, it's not just the one joke. They kind of play off it a couple of times. You know, he keeps going mm. on about, have you ever been inside a Turkish prison? Um, you know, do you watch gladiator movies? And they really push it. For me, I think the fact they kept pushing it makes it very clear that they weren't joking about it seriously. Um, I think if they'd only said it once, I would have been a lot more uncomfortable with it. It could just be that I've seen yeah. the movie too many times as well. I'm just used to it. No, I guess I guess that's a good point, because if it was just once, you'd kind of be questioning like how yeah. serious they were about it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And if it does make you feel better, the, the actor himself, he didn't want to, to say those jokes. He didn't think they were funny. And then, um, supposedly, at the premiere of the movie, his wife thought that scene was hilarious. So, huh. <laughs> so there you go. Um, did you have any jokes that were kind of your favourites? I cannot pick a favourite in this oh, movie. I struggle. I, I think so much of it is so funny. I had some favourites for sure. Oh, like the one... The one where Ted Stryker sits next to this, um, to the first old lady and like, mm -hmm. she asks him, you know, are you nervous? And he, <laughs> he says, he says, yes. And she says like, first time. And of course she's asking if it's his first time flying. 
And then he goes, no, I've been nervous lots of times. I, <laughs> I loved that joke. Uh, it is really good. They're classic, lots of classic dad jokes throughout this movie. The literal humour in this film is really good. Like, there's that scene where it's like the doctor and the one of the pilots is like, uh, when can we land? And he goes, well, I don't know. He's like, well, can you make a guess? About two hours. Take two hours to make a guess. Yeah. <laughs> that one was good too, yeah. Oh, and um, when uh, Ted was asked if he wanted a smoking ticket or a non-smoking ticket, <laughs> then <laughs> he said he wanted a smoking ticket. Smoking. A literally <laughs> smoking ticket. It was almost on fire. Uh, was it, yeah, another one of the jokes like, uh, made me laugh was the cocaine one. Which one was that? A guy was like, hey, do you want some whiskey? And she's like, I don't drink whiskey. Yeah. And oh, she turns yeah. around like, and snorts a couple lines of cocaine, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was I funny. Agree. And there's a couple of long-running jokes as well. There's the um, the best example I can think of for this one, when the woman starts having the eggs coming out of her mouth and, and the doctor sits oh, down. Oh, yeah. And then he, um, <laughs> he says to her, she, we need to get her to a hospital. And Elaine uh, goes, a hospital? What is it? Meaning, uh, yeah, that what's wrong with her? <laughs> And he says, yeah. well, it's a building full of sick people, but that's not important right now. And that joke repeats <laughs> with, you know, people explaining the like wrong part of their sentence. Yeah, yeah and then, but that's oh. not important right now. I love it. That <laughs> joke gets me every time. Oh, yeah. That was very good. Oh, and just... So another... Oh, sorry. You go. You go. <laughs> yeah, it's like another good joke was just like the baggage clam. Mm. <laughs> Where with the just people had all the bags down. on the outside and the people going down the... Th- that made me laugh. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. And... So many good visual ones too, like a uh, a window wiper cleaning up the plane, the yeah. front of the plane, <laughs> it's like and then it cleaning up the plane and checking the engine, the front of it, yeah, and then falls down. <laughs> so, and then like my favorite of the physical jokes was when they go to get, I think yeah, it is Striker, and they're at his house, and while the guys get mauled by the dog, he's like you know in, like looking in the mirror and he's oh yeah, tightening the, up the his captain. stuff, and then it's revealed it's not a mirror, and he just walks. Yeah. <laughs> He's just staring at him, watching him get mauled while he just looking at him. That was yeah. the funny. I think that was like it was like that and the drinking problem joke that I found the best of the film. Although <laughs> the, the when like when they're trying to land the plane and they go past the radio station, it's like where disco lives forever, and it just hits the thing and, it <laughs> and knocks it down. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really was... good jokes like that. Um, did either of you guys notice the it's one of my personal favorites at the very very start of the movie when we haven't even met any of the characters yet yeah and it's the two people arguing um oh yeah over the loudspeaker at the airport yeah yeah (laughs) i love it and i've seen this movie with people who weren't listening and they didn't catch the joke and i've had to rewind it four times and make them listen because i i I don't know why They didn't. They, they're focusing on, and it happens with a lot of people, they focus on the people getting out of the cars and going into the airport, and they don't pay any attention to the loudspeaker announcement. Because you hear and, it once oh, or twice, yeah. and it's, it's proper, and then after that, they start the joke. <laughs> so if you stop paying attention, you miss the whole thing. And Yeah, I remember, yeah, I was like listening yeah. to it, and I'm like, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, hang on, are they, are they arguing? And then she goes, this, you just want me to get an abortion, don't you? And you're like, whoa, all right, we've taken a turn here, what's going on? It was like, well, I think it's reasonable. <laughs> that, that was definitely another great part about the movie, I reckon. How so much funny stuff was going on in the background. Yeah, so sometimes you, you might have to watch it more than once to see it. Or Yeah, but 
Oh, there were so many things going on. Like when the Mayo Clinic called and there were just tons of jars of mayo, like actual yeah. mayonnaise in the background. <laughs> or um, yeah. oh, the green screen behind the car as they're trying to when speed towards the airport. Yeah, and it shows like crazy turns and like horses in the background at some point. But yeah, because yeah. it's very clear that they're they're using a green screen to make it look like they're driving. So they just <laughs> decide why not take advantage of it and make it point blank ridiculous. Oh, it was like like it's the biggest joke. It's like probably like the most expensive joke of the film, in which like like the guys like directing the plane and like a guy goes oh dude where's the like, like I don't remember what he's asking for he's like where's blah 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 and he goes oh just over here and, and he points, points the lights and the, and plane, the plane crashes through yeah crash. like that and I watched that and I'm like that would have jeez that's expensive <laughs> and everyone else in the airport acts like nothing's happened even though the plane just crashed through the window keep walking oh, around yeah. like it's nobody's normal business. day today stuff no, it is, that, it is a really funny oh, movie. Actually, yeah, that was uh, one of the cool things about the movie as well. All of the jokes, they played it out as if this was like completely normal and completely serious. It's just straight deadpan. Which, which was really cool because I, I actually did some more research into that, like the whole deadpan delivery of everything. And do you guys know Patton Oswalt? No. I recognize the name. He's like one of my favorite comedians and actors. Uh, because yeah, I like, think he's I know done, exactly who you're talking about. He's done like cameos in Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Rick and Morty, I think, as well. Anyway, what he said about this movie, uh, and I'll quote him here. He said, seeing the movie for the first time taught me a great lesson. You've got to play comedy as if it's deadly serious. You've got to play mm. weirdness as if it's the most normal thing in the world. And yeah, I think that that movie is a brilliant example of that and one of the first sort of big movies that did that in like comedy films. I think it's one of the best selling points of the film. And the guys who mm, directed yeah. this film, they also did Top uh, did they do Top Secret? I think they did Top Secret. They did all the Naked Guns. Secret. One of them wrote one of the scary movies, one of them I think wrote a different scary movie, you know, and it's that kind of sense of humor and just those deadpan jokes that they do in a bunch mm. of their films and I think it's what makes them so successful. You know, yeah, you know it's that... out of the ordinary, but they act like it's not and it makes it even more bizarre. Yeah, it was no it was such good delivery of all the jokes, I reckon. Yeah, the actors really did a good job. They did. Um, and I, it is also a credit to the, the directors. So like I said, there were three directors for this movie. The actual issue uh, with it was the Directors Guild of America ruled that they couldn't all be credited for directing the movie. Um, they said they weren't mm. allowed to. So then they tried to be credited under this fictitious name of Abrahams and Zuckers. I got told no. And then there was a DGA mm. rep on set to make sure that only Jerry Zucker spoke to the actors. So what would happen was he would direct what? a scene and then he would go to a trailer where the other two were sitting watching live takes. They would confer and take notes and Jerry would go back and tell <laughs> the actors what they'd worked out. Oh, to direct the that's scene they such wanted. a slow way of directing a film. <laughs> Because they, they all oh. wanted their input. And then eventually yeah. they were told, they were given kind of one-time permission to um, for the three of them to all, all have rights to directing. But I think that's really funny. Believe... Yeah, I can't believe they had such strict rules about the number of people that can direct a movie as well. I mean, I guess they did in this. They wouldn't let them. I mean, some of, the so best, some of the best content is produced by three people at once. This podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Not to, you know, fluff around feathers, but um, it's a little bit better than just two. Oh, I mean, I'm saying some of the best content. We may or may not be that. 
We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We've got a long way to go. No, but I do. I think the three of them uh, working together definitely helped make it a better film. I think when you've got the mm. input of three, it always just works out better. And the reason they ended up making this movie was because the three of them were in kind of like an acting improv type group together and they would stay up and watch all the late night TV to find things to make fun of. And that was where they came across <laughs> the TV movie that inspired this film. That's pretty cool. I was just looking at my notes, or the jokes I've written down, like the ones I found really funny, and I just, someone that says the flashbacks pay off, and I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, right, and I think it's what it meant was the third guy who douses himself in gasoline and goes to light a match, but then, but then he gets taken away to, like, the front of the, um, front of the plane to go and pilot it and the guy sits there with the match to go and blows it out and, just and goes, he blows up anyway <sighs> and there he goes That's and of course off. nothing happens all sorts of things happen we have a gynecology exam being performed in the middle of the plane for oh. no apparent reason <laughs> <laughs> all sorts I think, of just bizarre things uh, go on the nun was fun just to have on a plane <laughs> yeah the nun reading a magazine boy's life and a boy reading a, reading a magazine nun's, nun's life, life. <laughs> and then there's the I, Sorry, the Sorry. joke with the um the two little kids who act like grown yeah. grown ups, and he goes and he takes her coffee, and I think that is the best example of pacing I have ever seen in a film. That joke, the way it plays out, where he sits down and he offers her coffee, and she takes it, and then he goes, "Sugar," and she goes, "No, I take it black, like my men," and it's the most amazingly paced <laughs> scene, and the joke plays out so well just because of the pacing, and it's these two little kids that like, you know they had to be coached to get that timing perfect but it works yeah. so well mm. yeah no it's definitely impressive that they were able to do that with child actors especially if they didn't know what they were saying as well well you have to like they didn't know they the meaning behind what they were saying yeah it's the same as the jokes in the in the uh, cockpit of the plane um the ones about the turkish prison you have to hope he didn't really know what was going on when they were making those jokes I mean, he mm. would have, when he got older, clearly, he would have watched it back and thought, oh, God, what was that? What was that? Yeah. Um, there is actually a website that I found. I won't say the name of it because it's a little bit rude, and this is a university-sponsored podcast. Um, but they essentially sat down, there were seven of them, and they watched the movie, and they rated every single joke. Really? Wow. Yeah. So it came out at around 180 jokes. Um, they counted running jokes just as one. <laughs> Way more and... than a joke a minute. That's... That's it's, actually that's two jokes a minute. It's a roughly. lot of jokes I for an hour and a half film. Yeah, ninety minutes. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was watching a video, a video essay on YouTube talking about like the film, and like a website had rated it like it's like the funniest film. Well, it was the funniest ever. film in the US until um, Ghostbusters came out. Go- oh, ooh, that's yeah, that, that's contentious. That, I don't know if Ghostbusters like supposedly it's the. the I mean, the Ghostbusters where... was funny, but it didn't have. As the many gags as that. I found I wouldn't that it say was that... the, the fourth highest grossing movie of 1980 in the US, and it was the highest grossing comedy in history until Ghostbusters. So it could be just that Ghostbusters was seen more often, more people paid to go and see it, and so it overtook I in ticket think sales. Because I definitely that's think. What's it. I think Airplane's funnier for sure. <laughs> I just think they're just different, like, jokes. Like, they're just different types of comedy. They are different yeah. types of comedy. It definitely. Uh, I, the thing. It, I definitely find it funnier than I find Ghostbusters, but. That's personal preference. Mm. Although Ghostbusters well, Ghost, like, is equally enjoyable, it just yeah. doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite quite get me the same way. But do you want to know what they ended up rating the top joke as? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would <laughs> like to know. So what they did was they all put in a rating for each joke, and then they averaged out the rating for every joke. And through Excel, they just kind of 
ordered them. And then the, the ones that were tied, he just kind of ordered them however he felt at the time. And the top rated joke with a, an average rating of 9.29 out of 10 was the uh, you can tell me I'm a doctor exchange. I think you were talking about earlier, Connor. The, um, he asks, you know, how they're going to land and it's the can't you make a guess oh. for, another two, for another two hours. That was actually listed as a top rated joke. That um, was good because they kept building on that joke as well. Yeah. Like yeah. the dialogue with that one didn't just it was stop. very good. Yeah. So they ended up ranking it four tens, two nines, and a seven. So wow. I, they clearly, yeah. clearly thought it was funny. I think the doctor was in some of the best scenes in this movie. Like he was such a good actor. Yes. I like the, when Elaine goes around and she goes, so, uh, sorry, excuse me, I'm, I'm sorry I have to wake you, but are you a doctor? And he's wearing a stethoscope at the time. <laughs> yeah. He goes, that's right. Oh, it's so good. It's just written so well. Yeah. He's in he's in a bunch of these films. You know, he yeah. 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 He and these directors work together all the time. So it, it's <laughs> just the just the right kind of comedy with just the right actor, I think. It's because like his history of this is like his first comedy. Well, it kind of restarted. Mm, yeah, this his, was like his, his breakout career. one, he did, like, wasn't it? Serious films yeah. beforehand. And this was yeah, the like, the girl go. who played Elaine. This was her kind of breakout film as well and it really kickstarted her career and restarted a bunch of other actors careers which yeah. i think is pretty cool <laughs> and the guy who played the doctor i think his name was leslie nielsen or something yeah but i read online that he was like he was trying to be funny offset a lot as well uh did you guys see a, this as well like he brought a he portable a cushion with him wherever he, yeah, yeah wherever he went <laughs> And he to played kind of that while actors were delivering their lines. Oh, yeah. While he Just delivered to... <laughs> his lines, too, to keep everyone laughing and, and set the tone, which I think is great. Yeah. And I think it's the fact that the actors put in the same amount of work as the directors did really helps lift that film just to the next level. Mm, yeah, it was definitely it a funnier, big group effort, yeah. Yeah. But this... Wait, oh, wait. No? Oh, sorry. You go, you go with something. I was just... I just remember what the flashbacks payoff joke actually means. But what I, when I wrote that down is because they keep with um, the main character, he keeps having like flat, like PTSD flashbacks till yeah. the plane's going. And in the last flashback of that, he has is like a kid trying to like get in the pedal car, like just like the old fashioned like planes are just falling apart. <laughs> like does. the right brother. Yeah, that was that was a good scene too. And then like a paper airplane just creams into the ground. <laughs> yeah. There's so many good scenes, and they cover all different kinds of scenes. You know, there's Ted trying to teach the, the African tribe basketball, but they're all already amazing <laughs> at it. And then Elaine's throwing a Tupperware party with all the women, trying to convince them, you know, to use this oh, Tupperware to store their grains but, and stuff. But no copyright. They called it Supperware. Yeah. It's, oh, it's <laughs> that so good. pretty good. And there's the Girl Scout bar fight, um, where Elaine and Ted oh. meet, and the two of them are throwing each other all across the bar. Mm. Yeah. And, oh, and the dance scene where Elaine yeah. and Ted the, meet the as well, where you can theater. see them like hooked up dance to the scene. wires, and it's so obvious. And oh, the over-the-top dance moves they're doing. And when he's upset that she's got a partner, but then conveniently her partner gets knifed in the back, so he can just step in and take <laughs> over. It it is one of my favorite films. I think the only one that tops it is Top Secret. And although controversial i think this is funnier top secret just has a, a special place in my heart but it is yeah. it's i don't know why i've seen this movie this this week watching it was probably maybe my sixth or seventh time watching this movie i had seen it so many times and i still found jokes that i'd not seen before even on the sixth or seventh hmm. watch wow that is definitely saying something that's pretty cool like they had like so there was like 
there are so many jokes in this film and like the the majority are really funny and really good which is again I'm so surprised that I I'm just I just think the film is fine because I I actually quite I found it interesting that like because going in I was like oh I'm gonna have a good time and have a laugh or something but I like when it when like the stakes got high I kind of was like I hope these I hope these characters really get out of it all good yeah no that was impressive actually how they made you feel for such weird out of this world characters which was really cool you still want them to succeed hmm oh so is that the thing that kind of let it down for you connor or like what what made you say it was fine and not great do you reckon i just i i'm not entirely sure because again like this type of film should really fit my like really funny films and i laughed at the majority of the jokes but like i was just like it was all right okay hmm i'm just i'm not sure just didn't maybe. feel as good as you were expecting it to? Like, did you hype it up maybe like, think, in your head think, before watching it? I think it? I've heard it a bit more hyped up a bit. Like, I was expecting it to, like, say, like, to be a bit more like a 4 out of 5, but it just turns out to be, like, maybe a 3, a 3.5 out of 5 for me. Okay. Which, I'm, it, it surprises me, because I'm like, I don't, like, I really like these types of jokes. It just... Yeah. Look, my my advice is always going to be <laughs> give it another watch, give it three more watches, <laughs> watch it until you're absolutely sick of it, and maybe maybe you will come around, maybe you won't. I definitely I think will it's, definitely give it another watch. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that if you sit down without any expectations and you just enjoy it, I think you'll maybe like it a bit more. Especially if you're not watching it for the pressure of then talking about it in a podcast, it might help. Maybe sitting down with like a group of friends might be better. Yeah, potentially. Because I sat alone <laughs> and watched it. Maybe you just need yeah. someone else to, to laugh at the jokes with you. I don't know. Maybe maybe part of that is why I enjoyed it so much. Because I came into it with no expectations. Because yeah. somehow I hadn't heard of Airplane at all. And then I saw okay. certain scenes and I was like, Oh, that's that's a meme online. Oh, that's, that's a <laughs> gif lots of people use of like Ted doing the massive sweating thing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And... I, I had no idea it was so popular and so well received so I came into it thinking oh yeah it could be alright but I don't know and then I watched it and I really enjoyed it because I wasn't sure what was coming what would you rate it out of 5 Josh so Connie you said it like a 3 out of 5 I think what would you yeah. what would you rate it Josh I, I'd give it a solid 4 I think so yeah okay. pretty high um, only thing is like I don't know since they didn't exactly come up with the plot themselves, they pretty much copied the entire plot off yeah. the original, um, what was it called again? Zero something? Zero hour? Zero yeah. hour, yeah. With yeah, exclamation yeah. mark, you have to shout it. <laughs> Zero hour! Zero hour, yeah. <laughs> and airplane! Also exclamation mark. But yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. And I guess they weren't really focusing as much on creating a unique plot they were more focusing on making a really good parody which i think it was so yeah yeah not not too many flaws with it solid four out of five that's fair enough no i think the reason i enjoy it so much because i it is it's one of my favorite films of all time for whatever reason Mm. no matter how many times i see this movie or no matter how many times i see top secret the jokes always still land for me um, whereas I wow. find with some with some other movies they just don't. I get sick of the jokes. Or, whereas this one, I can be reciting the jokes and still have sore ribs by the end of the movie. 
<laughs> it's just it's one of those things of personal preference, you know. This movie just gets me. It, it reaches, it hits me in the heart, you know, the heart and the funny bone. Wow. Yeah, that's no, that's cool. So, are you saying, Georgia, you'd give it the full five out of five? Do you reckon? I think I'd have to. Wow. Good <laughs> rating. Not to get controversial up in here, but maybe uh, I feel maybe the directors need a song <laughs> yeah. for me for just shouting out this movie so hard. I feel I've got the controversial. Thing. That's the thing. I mean, you're not even saying it's bad, though. You're saying it's fine, which is fair like enough. Like it's a, like yeah. it's got some really good stuff in there. I, I just, and it should really fit like my type of stuff, but it just, I don't know. It's just something missing. Maybe I guess I don't. Maybe we'll have I to th- give it a rewatch, and you can, we can address it in a later episode. You can tell us if if your yeah. rating's gone up or down on a second watch. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have anything else that you wanted to kind of talk about with this movie? I think that, like the only thing else I could really add is like I had the joke where like they're working on that machine. That's it's a it's a washing machine that made me laugh. And the um the bit where the people are waiting for the plane and the plane keeps going through each gate, so it's like gate 15, yeah, they have to run after <laughs> That made me laugh. That was that yeah. one was really funny. Mm, as well. Yeah, there was so many other good jokes I reckon that deserve mentioning, like. When uh when they're talking oh, the in plan. ground control and they're like, Oh, maybe we should turn on the searchlights and then the other guy responds, No, <laughs> that's just what they'll be expecting <laughs> us to do. And it's yeah. just like what who'll be so expecting good. you to do? There's no enemy. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That was oh. oh and and another joke as well. Do you guys know how tautologies work? No. Vaguely, but you can explain it for for everyone. It's kind of like a, uh, a grammatical thing. So where you use like two adjectives or two words to describe something and one of them becomes kind of irrelevant because you said the first one. So nice. a joke in the film they, that Ted says is it's an entirely different type of flying oh, yeah. altogether. And <laughs> he didn't need to say altogether because he already said it's an entirely different kind of flying. So tautologies are kind of like that classic thing, like, you know, rising up or sinking down. If something's rising, you already know it's going up. And if something's sinking, you already know it's going down. And people say that all the time, and they could save themselves so many words and so many fractions of a second if they just don't say the extra descriptive word there. And said he does, and then the doctor and Just fun grammar nerd stuff there. Turn around and recite his line all together. Yeah. They assumed he was instructing them, which I think is great. <laughs> the other joke I had written down was like the one where like the the guy's going off to like war type thing. Yeah. And then like his girlfriend. She's waving and to him. On the plane and the plane's going. I like, was a just train gonna bring it up. Movie. Yeah. Well, because they they uh, call out a lot of other films um, through different jokes. Like, mm, yeah, lots yeah. of references. Yeah. The classic romantic wartime film. He's off to war, getting on the train, and she's waving goodbye and <laughs> chasing the the train down the platform. Except this time it's a plane, and she's running into the pillars, and they're not closing the plane door. And it, oh, it's so good. And she checks his watch, <laughs> and she goes, "But you'll oh, need yeah. it." And he goes, "Never mind, it's broken." And oh, yeah, no, there's definitely a reason that this movie grossed what 158 million dollars from three and a half million or something like that it was pretty successful yeah so they definitely didn't lose any money making that oh and it's so successful as well did you guys hear that you know otto the inflatable autopilot 
Yeah. We we haven't even mentioned him yet, but yeah. what what just, a big character. I was just gonna ask what you guys thought about him. He is my least favourite part of this movie. I still laugh at yeah. the jokes, but I just for whatever reason he doesn't gel with me. I, yeah. I wanna know what I mean, your opinion on him was. If if Otto was a real person, I wouldn't get along with him because he <laughs> is a very yeah, a he's not creepy. he's not a nice guy. He's very creepy, for sure. And like <laughs> What he's doing with Elaine throughout the the whole movie. Yeah, when he grabs just... her and then she has to blow him back up. Oh. Yeah. And it's weird as well because watching the movie, I still wasn't sure if he was meant to be alive or if he was just meant to be this robot thing or just an inflatable thing that happens to go in random robot. positions. He's like, yeah. Although when he first appeared, he made me laugh because it was the autopilot. And I'm like, okay, now that's kind of funny. Yeah, Otto the <laughs> autopilot. But like I, I don't know. I think he's fine. Like, <laughs> Just he's, like he's the got movie. The worst. He's it's got the fine. worst joke in. The, he's got the like. I think the nudity jokes. I was like, what is that? Why is that even? The oh, random full why? frontal nude nude scene yeah, where I'm she like, runs across and stands in front of the camera. Was that was that also referencing another movie or something? I think or it's was a it call just out in there because they um, wanted. They do it in a couple. It happens in a couple other movies, but then isn't there a scary movie? That it happens in as well, because one of the two of the scary movies were written by two of these directors, and I think they reuse that joke in those what? movies. I haven't seen the scary movies, but I want to say the ones they wrote are the first one and the fifth. one. I think they wrote the, the fourth one, and the sorry. fifth one. Oh. Um, I was hmm. looking earlier today. Oh. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen the full movie, but I feel like if I'm remembering correctly, I could be super wrong. No one call me out if I am wrong, but I feel like there's one part where that joke gets reused. Where someone oh. who's completely naked stands directly in front of the camera for a couple seconds and then runs off again. I, I think they just reuse. I don't that know. Joke. I mean, to be honest, I no, I, I started. Oh, least sorry. Joke. I, I, I think that was just my least favorite joke in the film. I'm like that's just not funny. <laughs> it's a very minimum effort joke, but it yeah. also it kind of mm. it covers all bases, you know. And the movie just supposed to have a bit of action, the plane crash, yeah. like the plane potentially crashing, a bit of nudity, and that's where you get it, and then comedy. That's. Yeah, that's one of the only things that detracted from the movie as well. Like, the copied plot and also the, uh, yeah, the whole minimal effort jokes. And that's probably why I didn't like Scary Movie at all. Like, I started watching the first Scary Movie and I, I stopped it halfway through. It was yeah, just over I the top. Yeah, I found Scary Movie a bit crude. I think with this mm, movie, yeah. there are a couple of jokes that fall flat for me. And that, that is one of them. But I think mm. it's difficult to make every joke appeal to every single person. So there may be some That's people true. who watch this movie who think that is the funniest thing ever. And, you know, it's not to say they don't have a good sense of, of kind of comedy and humour. You know, it just means they might find some of the other jokes less funny and we find those ones less funny. I think that's all right. It means yeah, it exactly. appeals to a wide audience. Yeah, the majority of the jokes I like are wordplay. Yeah, so, so many good puns. Because <laughs> you're an, um, an intellectual, is that it? Uh, that was not what I would say at all because I, I laugh at the funny ones where they... The guy steps through and it's not a mirror. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No, um, I, I think it does appeal to most people's sense of humour. Anyway, how do we get on to this? Oh, yeah, talking about Otto and how mm. the movie was so big. So, Otto, the inflatable autopilot, he has his own Facebook page. Yeah, he does. you can go and check out. And you can also what? buy... You can buy T-shirts with him on them and you can even buy blow-up replicas of him. They're worth, like, a I couple hundred that. bucks each. I think he kind of became the like that. film mascot. That's that's fair because that like him being the mascot. I'm like okay, that's fair for the film, but I don't like that you can buy a clone. That's <laughs> it's a little bit disturbing. It's a bit much. <laughs> but 
But um, yeah, and there's, I believe, don't quote me on this, I believe there are four airplane movies. I've seen four. one and I've seen two. Yeah, one and two know, are good. That's that surprising. Airplane I two, right. I believe, if I am getting my movies right, features uh, a, an AI gone rogue. Um, and that's the problem in the second one. It is equally funny as the first one. I think it's it's quite good. I've heard mm. Airplane 3 and 4 are not not quite as good. If you were looking at kind of a movie series that went seven or so movies long, Airplane 3 and 4 would be like the sixth and seventh of a mm. movie series. You know, airplane where they start to just... And four? That's what I've heard. I've heard they're not good. I, I, hang on, I'm just Googling it. I don't know if they're... Mm. Not necessarily direct airplane things, but is in the same sort of... The same idea okay. behind it. But in, Airplane 2 in, is definitely worth a watch. In Airplane 2, do they bring back, like, all the same actors and everything? Yeah, it's, I think so. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, but I okay. do I do think it's the... They're on a plane, again. And it's run by... Yeah, they are on a plane. Yeah, so a faulty computer causes a passenger space shuttle. There you go. To head straight for the sun. Can Ted overcome his own inadequacies in order to save and get the shuttle oh. back on track? What's Ted doing there this time, though? Is he, like... A regular oh, pilot? Sequel I think he's out. piloting the um the shuttle. Oh, so he's but I don't gone, know if it was changed career fields. Guys. Okay. I think it's Aeroplane directed by different people, the but they do bring the same the same characters back as well as some new ones. All oh, right, there you go. You've still got still got Ted and Elaine and Stephen McCroskey, and you've got Captain Over mm-hmm. again. Yeah, which that's is a joke we haven't mentioned. That's right, the... Captain Over, Roger, Over, Roger, <laughs> and Vector. Oh, yeah, Victor, that one was Vector good. And... Roger. More wordplay. Yeah, that was nice. It's a nice little joke that you can kind of recite. And they do the same sort of thing, I think, in the second one, but it runs a little okay. bit longer. So, just having a quick Google, there was a, there was no Aeroplane 3 or 4. Ooh. What? Like, definitely. No because way. Aeroplane 3, Aeroplane 3, the sequel that never happened. That's like an oh. article. Okay. Like Aeroplane sequels. I think it so might be... So, going to give it a go. Yeah, well, because the, the second one is not directed by the same guys. So it could be that someone okay. picked up and wanted to make a third and fourth, and they were so terrible that they didn't. The article I just read was talking about the third and fourth ones being a little bit crap. So then I guess it's a good thing I haven't sought out them and, and tried to watch them. I don't think, again, from what I can tell, they just don't seem to exist. Although oh. I would like to add that in uh, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Japan, and the Philippines, the franchise is called Flying High. There you go. Oh. And I'd actually heard of Flying High before, just not Airplane. So, it's the same movie. I guess it's rebranded. Wow. Yeah, because in some cases, for some reason, movies have to change their titles in certain places. Yeah, that is that is kind like, of weird. Because I've I guess... been meaning to buy Airplane for ages because it's part of like the JB Hi-Fi Rewind collection. It's like a Blu-ray version. It's just, fl- it's just called Flying High, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, Airplane. Hmm. I do have to there warn you... For those of you who didn't like the the nudity scene, um, I don't know about whether or not there's a nudity scene in the second. I don't remember, but there is. There are some close-ups of some um, some jiggly body parts. So if you don't like those jokes, you might want to skip the start of the movie because I think there's one of those at the very start. Although how the first movie started, how Airplane started, the original, I I liked that opening, the whole Jaws theme to a plane oh, yeah. like gliding through the clouds and its tail like coming above the clouds, kind of like. A shark it is quite, oh, quite that was nice. done, I think. Yeah, you could tell right away that this was a satirical movie. Yeah, no, I think, so I think yeah. overall, it's a pretty good movie. It appeals to most people's sense of humour. And, yeah. I mean, it appeals to different kinds of senses of humour at once. So, yeah, you're right about I'd it. I'd say, sure. yeah, it's quite well-rounded and it covers a lot of bases. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it'd have to with, what, 180 jokes. Some of yeah. them would have to be good. And it shows yeah. you why it was so successful, because I think all different kinds of people can find it funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, final fun fact. I um, When I was researching this as well, I... I mean, originally I thought, oh yeah, all of the cast they chose was really good, but apparently people like David Letterman and Sigourney Weaver, like, they both auditioned for, like, you know, Ted and Elaine, respectively, and they didn't get in, which is pretty intense. Yeah, I think they were very selective with their casting choices, but I think Mm. it turned out well. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. I think they made... I'm trying to think now. I can't think of anyone that was a poor casting choice in that film. Mm. Yeah, the cast is really well. And again, like we were saying, I think the cast and the way that the actors seemed quite into it really helped boost the film as well. Yeah, um, apparently. Because if they had been able to deadpan the jokes, would have been would have been quite terrible. Um, but what were you going to say? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, apparently also Robert Hayes, the guy they got to play Striker, was also a licensed pilot, which is cool. Mm. Guess yeah, it makes sense, can, him playing a pilot in the movie. He can even fly the ones with four engines, which was wow. Ted's, Ted's worry <laughs> that he couldn't do it. Yeah, no, lots of cool fun facts. If you guys want to Google this online as well, it's got, yeah, lots of nice backstory, this this film. Yeah, and the three director group um, have some cool history as well, and with the, the different things they've gone on to direct and produce as well. Oh, sorry. Another thing, before we end this, because... <laughs> The end is kind of reminding me of the end of the movie. Did you guys read all the credits? No, I didn't. Um, I did the first time I watched. I didn't watch them this time, so you have to refresh my memory. Oh, there were there were gags in the credits as well. Like it was really cool. Like um, <laughs> one of the credits was literally um, you know how they normally say what's a what's an example of a normal credit. <laughs> Well, My mind's say, gone blank. Know, Executive producer. Yeah, well, they yeah. might list the best boy and the, the yes. makeup. Yeah, Gaffer and, and like all that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why I forgot literally every role that's involved in a film <laughs> for a second. Um, but anyway, instead of doing, like, you know, Gaffer, what's his face, they had some credits interspersed throughout the real credits that were, like, generally in charge of a lot of things. Mike yeah. Finnell, <laughs> author of a two. Author of A Tale of Two Cities, Charles Dickens. <laughs> yeah, why not? And then, and then uh, you know the whole um, big copyright spiel they do at the end of most films credits? Yeah. Yeah, in this one they say unauthorised duplication, distribution or exhibition may result in civil liability or criminal prosecution. So there. <laughs> I thought that was... Oh, man, that was, that was kind of nice how they put like things in the credits... And then they yeah. have that after credit scene of the taxi driver still waiting. Still for, waiting for his taxi for Ted to return. That, that was another good joke. And yeah. the fee was up to, what, like $30,000 or something because the ticker was still going. Still waiting. Still sitting there waiting. <laughs> I think they do the same sort of thing in the top secret credits. I don't want to promise you anything in case I'm wrong. But I've seen it with a couple different things where they'll insert kind of gag credits into the end and it means that in almost every movie i watch i'll stay behind if it's a comedy just in case they've done it as well i think that that's one of the best things as well you know the jokes don't end when the movie finishes yeah no it was funny right up until the end which was really good so final ratings they're staying the same we've not changed your mind everyone got the genre right so yep i'm gonna (laughs) gonna stick with four stars yep and i'm gonna stick with three out of five that's fair enough i'm still gonna give it my five out of five it's close to my heart 
you'd have to tear that rating away from me for me to ever change my mind. Um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Three, four, and five. So average yeah. of four stars. Good movie. Yeah, so you should, if you haven't seen this movie, I don't know, A, why you listen to this podcast without seeing the movie, but B... Oh, it's okay. It. If you if you like spoilers, it's okay to listen to the episodes. Yeah, I mean, this one was kind of just us reciting jokes from the movie, so it might be might make and a bit of a difference. Yeah. Listen to this. And, and even if you listen to this and then go and watch it, we still haven't covered probably half the jokes. Yeah, yeah, we we got what thirty out of the hundred and eighty. <laughs> so really, enjoy. not a lot has been given away. Yeah, we didn't even say what happened in the end. We've not even covered the plot, really. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's basically the plot of Zero Hour. So if you've seen that, maybe maybe it'll be ruined for you. But if by chance you haven't seen that 1957 TV movie, which is rather unlikely, you can you can still go and enjoy Airplane. Yeah, although I think even people who've seen Zero Hour, that might make it more enjoyable for them because they know what all the jokes yeah, are referencing. Yeah, well, Zero Hour was, I believe, a serious movie, and this is just point blank making fun of it so maybe if you really like zero hour and you have seen it you'll love something that makes fun of it or if you really hate airplane and wish it was more serious <laughs> watch zero hour <laughs> zero like it's a double whammy movie recommendation that's right isn't it time for recommendations have we it got any sure other recommendations is. watched anything good since we last talked one of the films that I've watched, we might cover it eventually. It's called Hercules Returns. Oh, mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> nice. I don't... It's an Australian film. I think in my review of it, because I use Letterboxd and I review stuff there, so if you want to check out my Letterboxd account. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shameless self Nice plug. <laughs> I think you could look me up under the name Watts's face, and probably, <laughs> I'll probably be the only one there, so that's probably me. But I think I described the movie as it's like if Australia's funniest in videos did an anime abridged. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a pretty good. Now I kind of want to go watch it. But swap out anime with the 1964 uh, Italian film Hercules, and swap out Australia's funniest in videos with three people trying to do a trying to like make a cinema. And that's the plot of the film. A little confused and a little intrigued. So if you don't choose it for a movie, I may have to go watch it anyway. It is one of the weirdest films I've ever seen. Well, that's exactly mm, yeah. We can either be very good or very bad. Yeah, depending how it's done. <laughs> well, for my recommendation, the other day I watched Looper for the first time. Have either of you guys Ooh. seen that? I've not. That is a Ryan Johnson film. Mm, yeah, yeah. Sci-fi movie. And... Um, yeah, it's based in, like, a dystopic future, and these assassins get people sent to them from the future to their time period, and they kill them then so that it leaves no trace and that type of thing. Yeah. Anyway, a bunch of stuff happens. One of these assassins meets his older self. Uh, his older That's self is played good. by... <laughs> his older self Bruce is played Willis. by Bruce Willis, yeah. And his yeah. younger self is played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And Okay. It was cool how much they made Joseph Gordon-Levitt look like a younger version of Bruce Willis. Like, they dyed his eyebrows and they oh. put contact lenses in him and stuff like that. Oh, and wow. it was <laughs> commitment right there. It was, yeah, it was very interesting. And anyway, Bruce Willis was sent, sent back to be killed by his younger self, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which created this whole big awkward situation and <laughs> lots of, you know... Prophecies of doom and stuff. 
Not e- not exactly Looking like that. Oh, but... This is a bit awkward. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit tense, a little oh, bit, bit awkward. <laughs> and hijinks ensue. It was it was a really good movie. I definitely recommend giving it a watch. I'm still not sure if I love the movie or not, just because of the ending. But I'm not going to talk about the ending for well, spoiler reasons. I've meaning to watch it for a while. Yeah, no, definitely give it a watch because it's. I have to put it on the list because I've not I've not seen it. It's a very very interesting movie. Good concept. That sounds good. I mean, the only recommendation I have, I finished watching Tiger King. It's not a movie. It's a TV show. It's a documentary, so I don't know uh, if it counts, but. I really enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, we can recommend anything in this recommendation section, I reckon. Even non TV <laughs> or the film app related. Did we recommend <laughs> learning a language last time? So I, think... <laughs> I recommend uh, subscribing to QUT Hype. <laughs> Just <coughs> listen to more of our podcast, <coughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what it was. You know, my, my recommendation would be watch Tiger King um, and. Make yourself a breakfast burrito. I did that this morning and oof, started my day off fantastically. Oh, breakfast so burritos are, are pretty amazing. I would agree. It was really good. Spiced up my tomatoes and everything. It was fantastic. So those, those are my two recommendations. So what are all our recommendations put together? We got we got Looper. We got breakfast burritos. Hercu- Tiger King. <laughs> and, and what Hercules was Hercules Returns? Yes. Fantastic. So check all of that stuff out. <laughs> or not. It's up to you. They're just recommendations. <laughs> but no, if, if you're really curious about the breakfast burrito, I'll make a secret podcast and not tell anyone else. And I'll put it up. And it's just me telling you how to make the perfect breakfast burrito. It's not really secret. People know. <laughs> Go on then. Ruin my secret breakfast burrito podcast idea. All right. Fun police. You're not invited now. <laughs> <laughs> you're just jealous. Aww. It's going to be the, the most listened to podcast of ours me telling people how to make a breakfast burrito for 26 episodes and that concludes this week's episode of who brought the popcorn i've been georgia i'm josh wait you you said i've been georgia are you are you not still georgia and thank god it's only a podcast we will see you guys next week wait what about connor we didn't say (laughs) we didn't say enjoy (laughs) goodbye (laughs)